Hello and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Since 1934, American Dry Cleaner magazine has been the industry's number one magazine. I've been the American Dry Cleaner editor for the past two years, and I'm in my 36th year in publishing. Today, Salomon Mission, founder and CEO of OxoCare Cleaners, is going to join us. His business is based in Hollywood, Florida. Many of you know the business and are familiar with Salomon. He, the business was founded in 2000 on the slogan, We Care. And Salomon, we're very glad to have you here at the podcast today. Thanks and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Tim. I've been reading your magazine, and it's very informative, so I appreciate being here with you. Thank you very much. Uh, so let's get started. Uh, we're going to talk today about your business, but before we jump into that, uh, maybe you could share with our podcast listeners just a little bit about yourself. Tell us where you were born, grew up, and reside today. I was born in Bogota, Colombia, in South America. Uh, in high school, I ended up going to high school in the U.S. in St. Petersburg, Florida, military school. Uh, which did good for my character building. <laughs> uh, after that, I ended up at the University of Miami um, back in the 70s. We had a good education. After that, when I graduated, I got an opportunity to work in a development uh, a building company in Venezuela. And I went to Venezuela. There, I uh, ended up working in a textile company. They needed help with the family business. It's a spinning mill. My family in Colombia worked and had all the way from spinning yarn to making the clothes. So it went. Since I was a kid, uh, my father used to take me on Saturdays to uh, tie knots in the yarn when they would break and things like that. So that I learned, the, you know, a work ethic from from when I was very young. I learned a lot about the textile business. Worked at a plastics company, which I worked there for many years. I ended up being the president of the company. Briefly take us back to when you first opened your business. What gave you that initial idea to start? Okay, well, in the U.S., when I got here in the U.S. in the year 2000, it's funny because I heard uh, a joke by uh, Jerry Seinfeld where he said, what's martinizer? Right. Marty, <laughs> get me some clothes on a bag and give it back because in an hour, what can you do? And I said, that, is a, that was funny. And then uh, I saw that the the dry cleaning industry. And I saw the opportunity. Uh, that's why we created uh, the OXO system. We decided we had to give the quality, we had to give uh, the convenience, and we had to have be green back then in the year 2000, because right. that's what the what was the future in the dry cleaning industry. Why did you decide to franchise? Actually, coming from industry, I, I decided that rather than having too many employees and to grow faster, it would be better to franchise. Uh, now I have a lot of partners, but uh, they're good partners, and uh, and the employee is taken care of by each each of the franchisees. So I don't really have to deal with a large quantity of uh, workers. Right. Give our listeners, who many are owners themselves of dry cleaning operations, give them a quick overview of your business model, which I know includes what you call converting drop stores. So we brought a European type of uh, hand ironing, industrial hand ironing, and the shirts to be done on a mannequin. Ten years later, uh, we had a gentleman from Indonesia who came, and he told us he was looking all over the world for uh, the most innovative, and he found us. And he converted four of his plants in Indonesia into OXOs. So that gave us the idea that conversions are 
not only very uh, easy to do, well, not that easy, but they're doable, but also it gives, it gives the, the people that have the old-style uh, dry cleaners the opportunity and it's been proven, especially with the Indonesia, we've done one or two, uh, we've done two here in, in the U.S. Uh, the plant conversion is a little bit more complicated, but doable, and then the dropsters are very easy to do, and that really brings in, uh, it brings in a lot of customers. I understand. So you've done, uh, you've done four in Indonesia and two here. Uh, any of those stand out in your mind as uh, something something that was sort of an uh, interesting one that you could maybe just briefly tell uh, listeners how, how that went, something pretty cool that kind of sticks with you? Well, yes. The, the, we're doing – actually, we're still uh, finishing off one in, in, in Doral. And uh, it was, a, it was uh, interesting the way we did it because we had to do it to maintain the customer base so we, we, we kept the counter area open. We closed off everything in the back. Everything was so old-styled, uh, and the, everything was gutted out. And we re- just rebuilt the whole store. And then after we finished doing that, we did the front where the uh, counter is. And uh, actually, it was very good because we had like, no loss of customers. As a matter of fact, we started getting new customers as well in the area. And uh, we, we did one, we did one uh, drop store. But that was quite easy because, again, they, we just did uh, that. We had to remove no equipment, so it was just close off the front, clean out the back, put it within our standards and our uh, image, and then put in our conveyor with the 24-hour door, and keep going. And also, it's incredible how people in, in South Florida, especially so, and if they were a customer that moved to another part of town, they continue going. There's uh, 40 oxos in South Florida from a homestead all the way north to Jupiter and growing the South Florida area. Yeah. We, you yeah. mentioned uh, Doral, this 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 conversion in Doral. You mean the golf course, Doral? Yeah. It, yeah. Well, the, yeah. Where, where the golf course is, that's a, a small town. Let's go on to uh, something else. What Your business is expanding, and, and I know we see that it's expanding not only in the U.S., but in other countries. As an owner, is it tough making that decision to branch out? Uh, for me as a franchisor, that's, that is my business, selling franchises and getting people to do well and, and growing the business. Our franchisees started with, the, at the beginning, they started with one store, and uh, most of them have grown to two. They, they, they have their plant, and then they have uh, one or two drop stores. So that, what they're doing is that they're opening uh, points of sale in other areas. The, you mentioned Doral, the Doral, or I mentioned Doral. He started with one plant. He opened the drop store. He opened the second drop store. Then he bought another plant that was in Doral. That's the one he converted. And we have a freestanding unmanned kiosk that delivers the clothes and receives them at the Telemundo NBC Studios, which is also near Doral. So our franchisees are growing within their own capabilities and their own in their own areas. So they've become multi-unit franchisees. Is it tough when you're branching out to a new culture or into another country is there are there things that you find you have to adapt yes yes actually in in indonesia when we adapted uh, we had to do certain things in indonesia the stores are have such a big market that our 24-hour door actually the franchisee decided it was going to be like an, a vip uh thing for the store and he even charges uh like a, a membership to be able to use a 24-hour door 
their lobbies are white. We don't have white lobbies. Uh, we don't even have lobbies. Are we have an open an open store? Well, I know you're busy. You you got a lot on your plate these days. So uh, I'll just keep you another minute. Let's play a quick game. So uh, use just three words to describe our dry cleaning industry today, in your opinion. Needs to be innovated. Okay. Okay. Very good. Um, what kind of hobbies do you like when you're not uh, working as much as I know you work a lot? But what do you do I, to unwind? I I am actually a beach person. I go to the beach a lot. I'm a windsurfer. I do windsurfing. I do skiing. I'm an old old man skiing and old man doing windsurf, but I enjoy it. I love it. Very good. Lastly, Sal, I always try to work this into everybody I talk to. Tell us a secret and keep it clean. Nobody knows about you. Actually, the uh, secret of me is that I'm, very, I, I'm a very shy person. Since I'm so shy, I have to be very extroverted to, to cover that up. And so you ask somebody that knows me well, they'll, they'll realize it. But if somebody doesn't know me, they think, oh, no, he, he, he's, not, he's not shy. But actually, I'm a very shy person. <laughs> well, I'm glad you weren't shy with us today. I, pre- I appreciate you very much joining us here on the podcast and uh, being with us to share some of your views and, and give uh, listeners a little idea of what you do in your business. Thank you very much, Salomon Mission, for stopping by today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. Thank you very much, Tim. I'm glad to be here. It was very interesting. Thank you for your time today and for being with us here on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. The American Dry Cleaner Podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest Fabricare industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also, be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts, along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon.